hello 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 and welcome back to show talk podcast the place where i talk you talk and we talk about shows we are back with another episode of mother and fort salem season two episode nine and in this episode we're really going to start off with how not to end up sobbing over fictional characters step one don't invest don't invest because honestly it's taken me so long to film this episode for the pure fact that every time I rewatch the episode which you should be watching on Hulu so we can get those streams of season three but every time I rewatch an episode every time I thought about the episode every time I talked about the episode with mutuals tears just tears streaming down my face and if I wasn't in sadness I was in anger anger and anguish and all the things, all the feelings. And I know I wasn't the only one. I've literally been getting text messages from friends who started the show because of my recommendations and being like, why would you do this to me? I'm sobbing at 10 o'clock at night. Why? And I I apologized. I had to apologize because I didn't see it coming. And At the same time, I'm glad everyone is as invested in this show as we thought it was going to be, like from the beginning of season one, how amazing it is and how amazing it continues to be to the fact that it is bringing out full emotions from its viewers. But we were on a roller coaster this week. We were, we were, we were. I don't think many of us were prepared for what was in store, specifically when it came to Alder and Tally and the Camarilla. Like, it's like things are coming to a close, but it's not. Like, there's, I can see the potential. I can see the potential of what may happen with the Camarilla, what may happen with Alder, who our main villain may actually be. Now, because there's some theories going on that maybe President Wade or the Vice President may be in on this whole Camarilla thing. Who knows? Who knows. But I have thoughts, I have feelings, I have questions to get into with you. So let's do that. Let's get into this episode of Motherland Fort Salem, Season 2, Episode 9. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this is the moment that we have been building for when it has come to the spree. You know, really understanding why they're doing what they're doing, how they're doing what they're doing, and what's to go from there. And it's this time that Nikta has to express her concerns and her anger and resentment towards Fort Salem and towards the government and this situation that witches have been put in for years where they are serving a system that does not care for them. Serving a system where the civilians that they are meant to protect, that they have been sacrificing themselves for for years and generations, do not care for them. Do not respect them as they should. And she's not wrong. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Last season when Tally was facing off that civilian who was just speaking ill on the witches of Fort Salem. This season when we watched multiple civilians talk ill about Petra and the Bellwethers and their traditions when it came to the Imperatrix and what they do for for raising their children and 
just their entire history and being, nothing but being spat on by people who do not understand the sacrifices that these witches have made, do not comprehend the immense pressure you need to have in order to continue on a line through these ideas and traditions that are being mocked. So in that regard, I can understand Nikta's anger and her reasoning behind creating the spree. So you would think that she would be ready to, you know, sing like a canary, speak her mind. If this was going to be the last moments where she knew she was going to die at the end of the day, she might as well lay all of her cards on the table. We have President Wade present. We have the vice president also present. It is time for her to speak and yet she refuses unless she speaks to Tally. And I understand why she wants to speak to Tally because like I said last episode, Tally is that middle where she want, she's part of Fort Salem. So she's part of this, this government and this system that Dicta doesn't want to be part of and doesn't want to represent and has been fighting against for so long. But she's also, you know, a part of it at the same time. She has that tenacity, as Nicta likes to say. She questions things. She questions Alder. And with the intense relationship and history that both Tally and Alder have had, it makes sense that Nicta is only wanting to speak to Tally because she understands in some way, which is why I had so many concerns last episode or the episode before about whether or not Tally could churn Spree or create a new system that is similar to both Fort Salem and the Spree because of those similarities between the two of them. So if Tally was someone to question everything and someone who had the ability to turn their back on Fort Salem, who knows what new steps or or new chapters she might take in order to seek that truth, whether it would be joining Nicta or not. So that was something I wanted to keep an eye on and and something I will continue keeping an eye on um, as this season finishes and as a new season rises, because there are still a lot of questions and a lot of issues that need to be addressed that doesn't end with Nicta. And like we've continued to say, it is the government's thumb over a witch's life that has really push the spree to do what they have done and as Nikta begins to talk about her reasonings why she does what she does she does mention that every killing of a civilian has just measured up to one witch lost and as this has been something that has been continuing for over 300 years since the signing of the accords with Alder There's a lot of witch bodies to make up for that the Spree are trying to make known. And of course, it's the catalyst of Alder's betrayal to Nikta that really has her pushing to create the Spree. And yes, the truth is out now. Now President Wade can know. Now Fort Salem will know what this decision that Alder had made over 20 years ago has caused and the destruction that has fallen in its wake. But at the end of the day, I still look at Nikta and I can't see the innocence that Tally sees. I can't see what everyone else sees as they fight for her to be able to shed light on Alder's faults. Because 
Look at Nikta and look at what she has done. This whole thing has been about the fact that Aldir has done this huge betrayal and used Nikta's work and had lost these people who had surrendered at the end of the day. And yet, for years after, for years after, Nikta did nothing but continue to use that work, something that she has judged Alder for for years, and done the same thing. Killed civilians, killed children, all in what she says is the name of witches. Witches that not even a few episodes ago we've seen murdered and used in order to get to Alder. And I keep thinking about the fact that even if this was something that they agreed on, even if it's some cult-like ritual in order to get a means to an end, in order to beat Alder and defeat Alder once and for all, she didn't even give them a sacrificial burial. She didn't do anything with their bodies but leave them there for the girls to find. And what does that show? It means that she doesn't care about these witches that she has used. She cares only about Alder and about this betrayal that Alder has done to her. And I also think of it as Alder represents this big thing. She represents the army and the creation of the army and everyone blames her for this. Nikta blames her for this. Kalita blames her for this because Kalita goes on continuously to say that witches should move on in silence and continue a peaceful life and if they are to die then it is to die in silence and with peace and yet Alder 300 years ago had come out in her grief and had come out in her need for survival and fought back and opened the government's eyes to witches and the power that they hold. And so in order to keep herself alive and to keep her witches alive for years and generations, she signs the accords. She sets generations of witches into this ideas of servitude for a government that does not care for them. And at the end of the day, though, it has kept them alive. It has kept them with allies. It has kept them into a position in where the Camarilla can be set back into hiding as they continue to flourish for generations and generations to come. And yet, I don't really feel as if witches have forgiven her for it. Nicta specifically in the creation of the spree because of it. And so I feel like Nicta's main goal was never really for the witches, but an attack on Alder and what her decisions have made not only 27 years ago, but 300 years ago. And so now the truth is out. The truth is out and President Wade is continuing to do what she needs to do in order to keep the witches in line. She wants to cover up what happened. She wants to remove Alder from surface and instead align Petra for the new general of Fort Salem, which falls into Petra's plans this entire time. She has been going behind Alder's back and telling the president of the puppeting and telling everything that has been going on in Fort Salem, going against the ideas of keeping silent and honoring witches and Fort Salem, all for her own motives. And at the end of the day, as Alder is removed from power, this moment that Alder and Petra have, where Alder speaks the truth, and how 
it was advantageous for them to have a common enemy and so that the witches or that the world didn't continue fighting and destroying each other and you you can understand that you can understand that as she goes into the history of how she has fought over 87 battles and has seen countless moments of blood and destruction in all the times that she has been in war fighting a fight that she was forced into and then having to come back to a place where the Camarilla were still going on and killing and fighting and murdering her people. And yet time and time again, she rises for another battle, for another fight, for another war that she does not ask for, for people who continue to fight for no reasons, for powers that she does not ask for. And at the end of the day, there are people like Petra, who even in spite of Alder's years of experience, hundreds of years of experience, think that they could do it better. Think that they would be able to change things as much as it has. I mean, look at it. When the spree was created, at the end of the day, the rest of the world stopped fighting. At least a little bit. You know, they stopped fighting each other. It stopped being continuous bloodbaths against each other. And they had a common enemy that they could fight against. Someone that was killing civilians. Someone that was killing other witches. And so it worked out in the end. And it gave Alder a moment to regroup and to create a new generation. And all that for people to just continue to look down on her. And honestly, I got so emotional during these times where we see Elder crying and literally throwing her heart out to these people, trying to get them to understand the decisions that she's made, trying to get them to hear her and the trauma that she was going through. And yet no one was listening. No one was listening. And in the moment where we have the mycelium come through and find Rael and walk her through how the mycelium was born, only to find out that it was through Alder's grief and through having to see her witches die time and time again while she is away fighting for a country that does not love her and creating the mycelium as a safe place unknowingly for her her family for her witches to lie and rest even in death really hurt me like right now I'm, I'm trying not to get emotional about it because one thing that really hurts me about this this episode so much and one thing that I really feel like triggered everyone was the fact that Alder created Fort Salem on top of a gravesite where the mycelium was able to grow and dead witches were able to lie in peace and she lives on this trauma physically and mentally for years and no one has asked her if she's okay no one has been there for her everyone has considered her to be this big strong figure who has no feelings who isn't human and i it was that that really hurt me coming from Petra because like I said a couple of episodes ago I really thought that Petra could understand Alder in a way that no one else could because Petra had 
lived a life where she had to be strong and she had to be dominant and rise up in the ranks and be better than everyone else. And here Alder is having to do the exact same thing, but on a bigger scale. And so I wanted them to relate in that way. But for Petra to see that, to see similarities, if she even did, and to say that Alder wasn't human at the end of it broke me because she was and she she still is and no one understands her or the things that she's done and, and the things that she's going through and every character this episode Tally, Raelle, Abigail, hell even Petra I feel like has been able to have their traumas addressed and have had a chance to heal. Adil is going through that moment right now where he is facing things that he has done and trying to process that and understand that and being able to lean whether it be on Abigail or Kalita and finding his own family in this. Everyone has had this chance. Everyone has had this moment except for Alder and yet in all of that she's considered not human. She doesn't sleep because she surrounds herself by ghosts. She is forced to drain the lives of her children that she considers these these witches that have sacrificed themselves for her to keep her alive in a condition that the Accords have forced her into. And yet, as they retire her, they retire these biddies, ending their lives shorter than they ever should be. And that is on her. That guilt will forever be on her. The creation of the spree, that guilt will forever be on her. And yet, the only child she could have is the mycelium, a heaven that she has created for these witches that she continues to call her children. And yet, she is not human. And yet, she is this big bad guy that Tally and Rael and multiple people, the government, has continued to throw in our faces for season. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And here I am thinking that the people who are in her life, people like Anacostia, would look to her, would turn to her, be on her side, and understand in some way the things that she is going through and yet that doesn't happen either. I mean look at this moment in the right of proxy. I actually stopped frame by frame to read what the right of proxy actually meant and it is basically when a witch when somebody is falsely accused and somebody steps forward a witch steps forward and takes their place and that is with them deciding to do this with the full belief that they are innocent and as they take their place and get the three strikes of death then they are to have a military burial as the person they now have sacrificed themselves for goes on throughout their life freely. The fact that Tally would do this, risk her own life for Nikta, someone who is not innocent, someone who has crimes she should pay for, only to meet this agenda in which Alder should go about exposing her truths to the world and to the rest of the witches, for what? What has changed because of it? Because now, 
Alder is nothing but dishonorably discharged from a position that she has served for years. And in this moment, where Tally asks for the right of proxy, Alder says, I do not want to hurt you. She walks away from Tally, despite the rules and the histories behind a right of proxy, walks away from Tally for Tally to then throw the first strike at her face, no less. And yet Alder is not supposed to defend herself? Alder is not supposed to feel the weight of this betrayal from someone who has been her biddy, who has seen parts of her history, has been the closest to her. She's not supposed to feel the weight of that. She's not supposed to tip over the edge after constant betrayals and disrespect from people who do not understand the weight that she carries. And so she fights back. She fights back, and when Alder is about to throw that last blow, so many people rise in able to save Tally and throw their own rights of proxy, and it was a special moment. I loved it. Like, I don't want Tally to die, obviously, and I thought that 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 scene was so strong because it showed how close the, the witches are to one another and how close that unit is to one another, but at the end of the day, it meant that agenda in which Alder continued to be looked at as the bad guy and for Anacostia of all people I have words about Anacostia which I'll probably talk about a little bit later but for Anacostia of all people to then tell Alder to back down and that it is time for her to announce this truth and continue on with this dishonorable discharge the last person Alder had you really were just gonna snatch that from her in the worst way, when, mind you, Anacostia has showed no remorse the entire time about what she has done and the way she's helped Petra rise to power and nothing, nothing this entire episode. And so I felt like that was the last blow for Alder. And as she's ripping off her medals and, and passing it on to Petra and as she walks out of this arena, I can't help but feel as if a weight has been lifted off of her shoulders. As if she now no longer has to serve and fight for and stand up for people who do not care for her, who have always looked down upon her, who have considered her not to be human, who have done nothing but defame her and all the things is no longer her problem. It was Petra's problem. Petra can now deal with the government. Petra can now deal with these actions that she has caused and this domino effect that she has caused on her own because Alder can continue to live out her life now and she can die now. It is is finally over. Maybe now she can be at rest because as she walks out, I feel her shoulders fall and I see like a new beginning for her and although I am happy in that regard the way it went down is just it's dirty to me I don't like it I'm not a fan of it at all and I really wanted Rael to come out to Tally and tell her what she found out about the mycelium and come out to the rest of the Fort Salem and tell them what they found out about the mycelium and the grief that Alder had been facing so that we could come to a different ending for this and it could be more respectful and more honorable than it was and yet that didn't happen and now we have them saying that 
they have created a new world and that they have started a different change for Fort Salem and the rest of the witches. But what has changed? What really has changed? At the end of the day, if the witches do not kill Nicta, the government will still kill Nicta. And if the government kills Nicta, then the spree will still rise again in her death and continue this years of fighting that has been happening because the government has always been the issue. The Camarilla have always been the issue. And yet, if they do not fall, then what was the reason? They will always con- I don't- I don't understand! You guys, I don't understand. And that was the worst part. We did all this. The truth had come out. Alder had lost her position. Petra and Anacostia had rose in their position. Nicta had been saved for the moment. But she wasn't. Because President Wade will deal with it. And if the government deals with it, she will not have her honorable killing as it should be done, as she should pay for those crimes. It will not be done like this. And so, of course, that's going to anger the spree and the rest of the groups that are out there and create more. And then the fighting will continue. and The losses of life will still continue between witches and civilians. So what has changed other than Alder being disgraced? Nothing. Nothing has changed. It just blows my mind, you guys. It just blows my mind. And now we have the Camarilla infiltrating Fort Salem. Now without Alder, Fort Salem is weak. And I fully believe that it is the vice president or the president altogether that has been part of the Camarilla the entire time. Because look at the way that the vice president said goodbye to his daughter. That looked like a man who was saying goodbye at a funeral. And as we see his daughter get pricked as she's getting ready for this announcement, it makes me believe that she might have gotten pricked with the witch plague. And that's why in the trailer it looks like the rest of her members are being attacked by the plague because, I don't know, maybe they're connected in some way or maybe it has spread um, so fast that she has passed on and now so has the rest of her unit. So now Fort Salem is vulnerable and we're asking ourselves, what is next? What is to happen next now that Alder is gone and Petra has taken her place? And I've said this before and I'll say it again, but the only reason I really feel like the president wants Petra to rise as general is because she's easily manipulated because she is so goal oriented and wants to rise in power and position, Petra will do anything to stay there. And so I feel like Alder and Wade knows that. And that's why she's able to be molded in a way that the president can do. And we see that a little bit in the sneak peeks for the next episode, which I've seen a little bit of. I try not to watch too much because I really want to take in the whole episode. So now that Petra is understanding the position that she's in with the government and what Alder has been facing for years, we'll start to see if those changes and those decisions that Alder have, has made, if Petra would do the same thing or not. If she's really going to be the change that she says she's going to be. We don't know. And as the Camarilla come forth in Fort Salem, it is time for her to really start off this new legacy if she's going to and what she decides to do 
it looks like in the trailers at least that she wants the witches as well as the spree to combine together to fight this common foe and so that might create something different in that time and in that moment it might be a bridge between the witches but is it enough for the government at the end of the day if they are able to beat this and survive this time is it enough when the dust settles will the government forgive the spree for this act of service that they are now committing so who knows we don't know all i know is that the camera are here the camera are here they are in fort salem i low-key blame petra for it because in her moving up the ladder she's left fort salem vulnerable and has brought the spree onto the compound also leaving fort salem vulnerable while alder was you know taken out from nicta's first few attacks and so now that we have the president and the vice president on the compound which leads me to believe that they are the reasons why the camera were able to come in a lot easier as well especially if they are part of the vice president or the president's detail it allows them easier access inside who knows who knows how deep they are who knows how deep the plague is throughout fort salem it's gonna be a mess i'm honestly exhausted already thinking about it i'm sure you can probably hear it in my throat as i'm speaking about it now because i don't I don't know. I'm honestly so emotionally drawn out from everything that happened to Alder and now to add the mycelium and that truth and to add the Camarilla and what that means and if they are able to survive from it and if they do survive from it, what's next? It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to really look at and wonder how we're going to go from here. I know it's going to be amazing even if we do get a season three and change things up I don't think it's the end for the Camarilla this episode I don't think that this little fight that they're going to have will end the Camarilla indefinitely but I think it'll open our eyes to who's really leading them and the power that they have and how deep Fort Salem and the witches are going to have to go in order to weed them all out so that's all I really have for you guys this episode on Motherland Fort Salem. I, of course, have some honorable mentions because so many things happened this episode that I just still need to get into with you. So let's get into that. Motherland Fort Salem, season two, episode nine, honorable mentions. So you know I have to talk about Adil and Kalita because I knew this was going to hit the fan really fast as soon as they met each other and she found out what he did and I've been saying this time and time again but I don't understand Kalita. Kalita is supposed to be the leader of her people and yet she's okay with them dying in order to continue this narrative that witches are what? Like I don't understand. Isn't the goal to continue the next generation to, to look out for your people and to let them survive and have a chance at survival no matter what instead she wants them to live in silence and to die with peace and yet adil continuously tells her in silence we won't survive and they haven't they're the last two ten thousand years of history and traditions left within the two of them and this is what's gonna be what breaks their relationship would break the camel's back she's gonna snatch her blood off of his neck because he decided that these 
children who are trapped in cages and who are being sacrificed as lambs to slaughter deserved a chance to survive, that he should be able to use this work and these gifts that he has to save people, that's too much. Apparently, he has to like it now. What? Kalina, what do you mean, girl? What do you mean? So it makes me wonder if during this time, as the Camarilla are invading Fort Salem and she is present and Adil's present, if she's still going to keep that, that peace and keep that silence and not do anything. If she's literally going to walk into her death, we don't know. What if she sees that Adil's in danger? Is she not going to do anything about it? She's going to watch him die? I, we don't know. I think this is going to test kalita the most this episode um coming up because she might have to take a stance that she didn't want to and she might have to open her eyes to everything that is physically happening if the bodies fall around her is she really going to sit there and what does that mean for her like what does that mean for her character if that is the type of life that she wants to continue i don't know but it's going to be interesting to see and i hope we do see a change i hope we do see Kalita decide to side with the Fort Salem and and the Spree as they join the fight as well. I want all the witches to come through and join the fight and get their vengeance, what they finally deserved. Because Kalita and Adil deserve to get vengeance for what happened to their people and the multiple attacks that have happened on them. And Fort Salem deserves to get their justice as well. Any witch honestly deserves to get their justice and their vengeance. Just as Abigail did when she snatched her Charvel's voice back. So, we'll see. We'll see. Another thing that I really wanted to talk about in lieu of the witches fighting is the potential for Abigail to start her own army against the Camarilla. And now that we are getting a season three and that has been confirmed, I think we're going to start seeing Abigail in, in a bigger leadership role if we continue to fight the Camarilla in season three and see how big their limits are and and what they can reach I don't know what I'm saying but you know what I mean but like as long as we see the Camarilla for this big foe that they are and that continues on to season three and Abigail does come forth and creates her own army with hopefully Tally and Rael by her side we'll get to see a different upgrade from them more than just students in war college but actual members of the army and I don't know if that'll change things now that we're talking about separating Fort Salem from the government and now that we're talking about separating this fight from the spree and focusing on the Camarilla I don't know how that'll change the willingness to fight and the support that they'll have because of it and if they will have to fight the government on top of everything because they're deciding to draw away, we don't know. So that's something that maybe Abigail's going to have to face, Petra's going to have to face, and it'll be a new experience for all of us. What else do I want to talk about? What else do I want to talk about? Oh, Scylla. Why is it for a second I almost thought that Scylla was going back to being spree? Like, I really thought she was going to murder these groups of people in Rael's hometown and I was like how dare you how dare you go about using your spree work on your girlfriend's own people when we've just like we had a whole redemption arc for you what happened and now that um she's joining up with Quinn in order to see how they're going to use this to fight the Camarilla 
this can change the game, especially now that we're using this new bird, raven, or whatever it is, and using this new work that Scylla is now naming as Morgan's Whisper. We're going to see how she joins the fight. We don't know if she's going to be in the finale and, and if she'll use that work then and somehow a message will be sent out to her so she can join the fight and the Dodgers can then join the fight. And oh, it would be so good because then all the witches would come in, like even the Dodgers taking a stance like that would be amazing um or if this is something that we'll see her hone and become stronger in and have that be a part of next season as they continue facing off the Camarilla and maybe she will also be part of the front lines in Abigail's little army against the Camarilla so we'll see I mean we may have to join up in all all forms and if that means including the Dodgers as well Hey, we need all the help we can get. So that will be great. I also really want to see the Dodgers come out. and Because there are probably a lot of works and gifts that they have that we haven't seen that is unique to just them and is separate from what we've seen in Fort Salem and separate from what we've seen from the spree. So that'll be something that we have to keep an eye out for. Finally, finally, I really want to talk about Anacostia. Y'all thought I, I skipped over that real quick, but I really wanted to just mention a little bit more um, Anacostia and her promotion and what that means. And so, yes, I'm happy that Anacostia is able to move up in the ladders because she deserves it. She is somebody who questions things and, and looks for the truth and everything that she has found out has, you know, increased the growth and protection of Fort Salem. And she's succeeded in that. She's helped in saving Tiffany. She's identified the spree. So she's a strong candidate to become the next lieutenant, whatever um, new title that she has. But every time that we saw Anacostia this episode, I was really hoping that she would talk to Alder and that her and Alder would be able to have a moment because I feel like Anacostia had a really big betrayal portion of this episode because she's been working with Petra for so long and she knew what Petra's endgame was and she still helped her to do that even after Alder was attacked and after they rejoined their connection she still did that and for the, her to turn to Petra and be like hi general I was like what the f what was that you know and it, I don't I don't I think it's because I keep Anacostia and Alder's relationship so close to my heart because I consider them like a mother-daughter relationship, a daughter that Alder never really got to have but as close as she could. And because I see those bonds and that relationship so strong between them, every time I see Anacostia, you know, just brush off everything that's been happening to Alder, it throws me a little bit. And I think the most emotion that we saw from her this episode in relation to Alder is when Alder was giving that last speech before she left and you see that she is physically upset because this is a huge change and, and something that she's going to have to grow into and, and let go of when it comes to Alder so I thought we'd get more and I feel like we are going to get more with tomorrow's episode seeing as how I believe Alder may die in season three and that really hoping it's it's not gonna happen I really hope that in this moment if Alder is to get hurt and if she is to die that she becomes part of the mycelium and we get to see her on that side of things as she is the creator and 
I don't know, maybe we'll see a little bit more of her connection between her and Rael and that I just want her to still have a presence in Fort Salem and, and what that means for her if she does die and if she doesn't die how are we gonna bring her back because so far the trailer is it's giving me mixed signals it's making me worried i'm scared i'm sending text messages like are we ready and nobody is ready so i'm trying to prep myself for what may happen i'm looking for a new chapter for alder but i don't know how it's going to go at this point or what it could possibly be at this point whether or not she ends up joining Petra in a kind of a joint union in this new age of Fort Salem or if she dies and joins the mycelium or if she does end up fully retiring, what that would look like. Because I feel like she's not someone who would tr fully turn her back on Fort Salem. So we'll see. We'll see what that, what that means. But we got a season three. I, I see this trending on Twitter today and I'm, I'm very excited about it. But the fact that it's going to be our final season is something that I haven't come to terms with yet. I want us to keep fighting for more seasons. I think there is a potential for more seasons depending on how the end of this episode goes and how season three plays out. There is a chance and I just I want them to have a few more seasons just for the pure fact that we haven't seen a lot of shows like this. We haven't seen a lot of shows where it's black and female dominated characters main characters and it's fantasy and it's witches and it's something that you always want to look out for and something that people are drawn to because it's so rare because women so scarcely get the focus that they deserve in movies and shows and television and specifically people of color and so to see this and to see them also include LGBTQ community and all of that, I just want this show to open so many doors for so many others and for it to be cut down so early, only three seasons in, is a big blow. So keep those hashtags going, Motherland Fort Salem, renew Motherland Fort Salem season three, watch it on Hulu, tell your friends, and maybe we can push for more seasons. Maybe like one or two. Like I, I want at least five. At least five, but Freeform, that's a whole other situation, a whole other conversation that if you guys want to talk more about, you can always send me an email at showtalkpodcast at gmail.com and I will feel free to rant at you about my relationship with Freeform and their shows and we can just talk about more shows that I'm podcasting that you want me to podcast that we should talk about and we'll go from there. And you can also follow me at showtalkpodcast at Twitter if you want to see some of my live tweets and what I'm talking about and if you're interested in it, you know, all the things. But for now, just keep talking about this show, about other shows, about everything that you are passionate about, and I will see you next time.